if there's anything that's telling you to cut out a, a whole food group, um, be like, whoa, 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 what's going on? Like ask some questions here because yeah. um, that just is, doesn't seem right. Um, right. So, so yeah, so gluten and dairy are, I do see people sensitive to them when they're having gut issues and sometimes cutting them out for a little bit while we fix the root cause of what's going on is beneficial because sometimes it's creating more inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not something that you need to eliminate forever. So I never, I never suggest eliminating um, those things unless we're doing it for a little bit and then we're going to reintroduce them. Yeah. Welcome to the Build with Brayback podcast, where we dig deep into real, raw, and honest conversations with people that are making moves, making change, and making their own version of their very best life. And teaching you how to build the same. Covering all things health, wellness, anti-diet culture, body positivity, and so much more. Here's your host, Amanda Brabeck. Good morning and welcome to Build with Brayback. I'm so excited that you are here listening. We have a really amazing interview with um, a pretty new friend of mine. We actually found each other on Instagram during these COVID times um, and we've kind of really developed a really nice relationship and she's just amazing. She's so smart. I'll get into her full intro shortly because I'll give her the credit she really deserves. Um, But we talk about so many different important health issues. Gut health, which is such a buzzword these days. What even is it? Do we even know what gluten is? We will find out. Probiotics, prebiotics, how they work together, how you pick out your sources for those, how you pick out your supplements. We even review popular diets or eating habits or trends like that, infant nutrition, and so much more. In fact, definitely going to have a party with her because we talked for about an hour and really could have done at least three more. Um, I think that this conversation is so important because we really live in a day and age of social media and influencer marketing, which I'm not saying is wrong, but it's tricky. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I am active on social media. And so, you know, there are times where you see these influencers or podcast hosts, whatever they may be, um, really promoting different supplements or diets, anything, different products that really they're just getting paid promote even if they do like them I'm not saying that none of it is honest but they don't have that scientific or medical background to really be giving advice on supplements you should be taking or the food you should be eating and how you should be eating it which is why it's important to hear from different professionals like Chava who we are talking to today just to kind of learn more of the ins and outs of how you make those choices. It's really up to us to vet our sources, and it is hard to do that when we are just flooded with information on the daily, at our fingertips, on the TV, talking with your friends, all of the things. All right? So I don't want to give too much away, but I also don't want to waste any more time. I don't really have anything important to say, and Tava has all of the important things. So let's just get right to it. No time to waste. Enjoy. Today on the podcast, we're chatting with a woman who I have recently gotten to know, and the more I learn, the more impressed I am. You might know her as Hub Healthy Boston on Instagram, posting delicious and nutritious meal ideas and helpful wellness tips, not to mention adorable pictures of her young daughter, Poppy, but she is so much more than meets the screen. She's a certified dietitian, small business owner, badass mother, and gut health guru, introducing Tava. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Good. Well, okay. So we're going to just start right at the beginning, kind of tell everyone, um, I guess, like 
your certifications, your credentials, where um, you started the road that led you to Hub Healthy? Yeah, so um, I studied something totally different um, in undergrad, didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, spent, you know, a year or so after undergrad f- trying to figure it out. And I realized um, that I have just, oh, I've always been into health and wellness. I was always telling my friends what supplements to try, mm-hmm. um, like encouraging people to work out with me, just always into health, um, eating well. And nutrition just sounded good to me. Um, so I decided to go back to school. I didn't even really understand what a dietitian was, I don't think, um, yeah. when I started. But I was just like, nutrition, yeah, sounds great. Um, and in my studies, um, just grew more passionate and more passionate about what I was doing. Um, and actually, when I was in school, my dad got sick um, with cancer. And my mom had already passed away from cancer. And so it was sort of like this realization that um, this nutrition and what I'm putting into my body and taking care of my body is is way deeper than even I imagine it to be. And really um, that you can have bad genes, which clearly I do, um, but if you take care of yourself, then you can still be healthy. Um, right. And so it was through that, that I really like got passionate. And I, you know, when you, study for nutrition, um, then to be a dietitian, you have to do a dietetic internship. So I did my dietetic internship through UMass Amherst, um, but I was able to do all my rotations in the Boston area. Um, But when you do that, you really get to see sort of the different parts of being a dietitian. So there's community work, there's hospital work. um, And I hate hospitals. I knew I didn't want to be a clinical dietitian, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, didn't really know what I wanted to do. But um, I did a two-week rotation of plan your own rotation where I was with um, a functional medicine dietitian. Um, and she was in a private practice and that's when it connected. I was like, this is, this is for me. This is what I want to do. So, um, right when I graduated, I took my boards, I became a registered dietitian and I started my private practice right away. Um, I had a couple opportunities that for consulting, um, through some companies, they wanted me to do some um, corporate wellness stuff. And I started Mm -hmm. there um, and started with the corporate wellness. I was working in a um, residential building um, that had a wellness program. I was the dietitian for the building That's cool. um, and started to just, yeah, just started to grow my practice um, that way. And so I've been in practice since 2014 and it sort of evolved from you know, general wellness and nutrition to more functional medicine. Um, and, you know, now it's really like gut health and um, mostly women. I don't deny men, but it's just mostly women. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so that's sort of my background. Yeah. I just sort of dove in and I figured, you know, I don't know, through, through continuing education, I continue to learn. I've, I've trained, um, with integrative, um, you know, uh, integrative functional um, medicine practitioners and um, other doctors, and I've I've just continued to learn and sort of grow my practice, and um, it's great. I love what I do. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like there is just like so much there that yeah. we can <laughs> unpack. Um, but let's start with where you just ended. So the gut health, because I feel like that is like such like a hot word now that like it almost gets Mm. like misused a little bit so Mm -hmm. why don't you shed a little bit of light on what exactly that means why it's important Mm -hmm. and then maybe like some of the most common things you find like affecting your clients gut health Sure. So I see um, a variety of, of clients coming to me with a variety of different symptoms, basically, mm-hmm. um, whether it's IBS, um, you know, they have pain when they eat certain foods, they can't figure out what foods make them feel good or make them feel sick. Um, they've got skin issues, maybe they have acne, um, or rosacea or eczema. Um, they've got low mood, um, you know, anxiety, depression. Um, they're is so many different things that um, I believe is connected to the gut. And so gut health is sort of, yes, it's misused, but also it's everything. Like your gut and your brain connection um, is real. There's a real connection there. Um, So a lot of these symptoms that I'm seeing is because the gut balance is off. And so what what I mean by that is 
um, I do some lab testing with my clients. So I love the lab testing because it's, you know, a way to really treat um, root cause without guessing. So you can come to me with a bunch of different symptoms um, and we can guess what's going on and I can give you some recommendations and maybe some supplements to try. Um, and sometimes it works, but if we test, we really know what's going on. And a right. test that I really, really love is called the GI map. And it basically shows me um, your balance of good and bad bacteria. So um, these bad bacteria are opportunistic bacteria. If there's not enough good bacteria, they have this opportunity to overgrow um, and it creates some issues. So it creates, it can, you can have um, parasites, you can have overgrowth of yeast and, and different kinds of um, fungus in the gut. And um, it's, it, this is when we see these symptoms. Mm -hmm. So more often than not, these, there's a root cause to why this is happening. And often what I see is clients that have gone to doctors, they've gone to dermatologists, they've gone to, they've tried all these things and no one's given them a diagnosis or no one's given them the like, you know, magic thing that makes it go away because typically what they're getting is medications that's covering things up or, um, you know, not, not getting to the root cause. And, and what I do as a functional dietitian is really get to that root cause, really figure out the why of what's going on. And it's typically usually the gut it's, it's, um, stress can influence the gut um, mm -hmm. and stress comes in all, you know, shapes and sizes. So environmental so after stress. 2020, after 2020, we probably all have gut. Oh, oh, a hundred percent. So yeah, I mean, I'm actually seeing more of it now. I actually, um, the other day I was talking to a doctor um, who, who sometimes I, I refer, I, I look at labs with because um, yeah. sometimes there's tricky labs and I'm, I always have questions. So I was like, I, is it just me or am I seeing this like low, this marker for low immune function basically, which happens when, when someone's in high stress and like, I'm seeing this almost on all of my clients. Like, is this weird? And she's like, no, like this is happening right now because of 2020, like everyone's in this stress state oh. and we're seeing the immune function. So another thing, I feel like I could just go on tangents, but another no, thing is like 70% <laughs> of your immune like function, your immune cells are in your gut. Mm -hmm. So your health is totally connected to that. Um, and so I'm seeing a lot on these labs is this low immune function, this like inability to sort of fight off stress and stressors um, in the gut because we're in a stress state. Yeah. So um, again, stress comes in all shapes and sizes. It can be stress from your environment. So something that you're eating or breathing that, that you're allergic to or that you're sensitive to. Um, it can come from stress from relationships. It can come from, um, you know, all kinds of things. So, um, yeah. stress when you're eating, um, could it even be, sorry to interrupt, but could it even be like stress from like putting like physical stress on your body? Like people that like really over exercise or are constantly 100%. doing like high impact. A hundred percent. So a lot of times my clients will say they are like, um, long distance runners, they run a lot or they're like, you know, they're always doing high, high intensity cardio or something. And mm -hmm. that's not helping anything. So especially when I'm seeing clients who have like severe bloating, um, sometimes constipation, any digestive stuff like that, I suggest to um, ease on that exercise because over exercising actually is hundred percent a stressor. Yeah. Um, so finding movement that actually feels, um, more gentle on the body movement is super important, but finding more gentle ways to move your body, um, mm -hmm. strength training, you know, yoga, things that are less intense, um, you know, to, to definitely calm those there's hormone levels that go up. Um, all kinds of things happen. Right. My God. I feel like we could just like talk about so many things with that. I know, I know. <laughs> because I feel like that even like tiny part of it, so many people just, don't know like they're like oh I'm so healthy I'm like taking double spin classes every single day and then like doing a hit workout and I'm like your body is probably producing such high levels of cortisol like yeah high levels of cortisol break. yeah you need you've got to relax so it's like not that brings me to like not just what you're doing, how you're doing it. So it's like yeah. the eating part too like someone can come to me and say I'm eating like a perfect diet and it's not what you're eating, it's how you're eating. So are you eating like on the go all the time? Are you oh, eating, so um, yeah, like are you always in front of the screen? Are you not really paying attention to 
um, you know, the actual act of eating because part of the digestion is the mechanical digestion is the mouth and like this, the salvation and like the um, gastric juices that we create. And that starts the digestion process. And if you're sort of not with it and just on the go and like not paying attention to what you're doing and not, not really taking that time to like relax when you're eating, Mm -hmm. um, you miss out on those things. Sometimes those like gastric juices and secretions just don't happen. And you're chewing, barely chewing. You're just chewing, chewing, swallow. And that mouth, that, that chew in the mouth is the only mechanical, um, part of digestion that we get. And then it's all chemical from after you swallow. So if you haven't given your body enough time to create these things like bile and things that break down your food, um, and you don't chew well, then digestion is not happening properly. Uh, and that's when we see, you know, pain, gas, bloating, constipation, all these things. Um, so it's not just what you're eating. Maybe you're eating a great diet, but how are you eating? Right. Which I feel like maybe pre 2020, was like a real big issue. But even now I feel like so many people, I mean, like you, you're trying to run a business and take care of your child at the same time. So I'm sure there are days where you're just scarfing down whatever you can get your hands on. Yeah, I think think this whole 2020 stuff definitely slowed people down in a positive way that way. But um, well, for me, I had a baby, so it was just crazy. (laughs) Um, that's just a whole nother battle. But, um, but I also think that people are struggling right now with creating sort of these healthy routines, um, being at home all the time. Yeah. Yeah, Boundaries like, okay, you know, do you treat it? I think in the beginning we were treating it like a week long snow day or something. Oh, yes. A hundred percent. And so like, what's the balance of health and people aren't going to the gym and people aren't, going outside and sunlight and, and, um, getting outside in nature is so important for, you know, your health right. and digestion as well. Um, so it's finding that routine, I think from home also is, is been a recurring challenge that I'm seeing with my clients. So, yeah, which is so relatable, um, yeah. bring it back to the gut health thing. So I know that you say that, you know, with every client you run tests so you can really, make those specific changes to their specific needs. But what are some just like common ways that the everyday person could try to take care of their gut health? Maybe preventative ways, things they can incorporate to their diet, supplements, foods to avoid. So um, making sure that you're getting enough fiber um, and a variety. So Mm -hmm. not just eating the same things over and over again, like maybe you eat, you know, that you have like two different vegetables that you love and you eat them, you know, but really trying to get a variety. So there's been studies that show like, um, that, you know, 30 different kinds of plant-based varieties of, of, um, sort of fruits and vegetables in the diet can really diversify that, um, gut microbiome. And that's what we want. If you can think about, um, what you're eating as, you know, diversifying that microbiome and really getting a variety. I think that's key. It's really getting just a a different, um, different colors, phytonutrients. They all do different Mm -hmm. things for, for your gut. Um, so just incorporating more fiber, um, and diversity, I think is one really strong point, um, to do, um, making sure that you're getting both prebiotic, prebiotic and probiotic stuff. So, um, the prebiotics is, live stuff. So fermented foods, um, you could take a a prebiotic supplement if you wanted to, but you can Mm -hmm. also get it through diet. Um, but the prebiotic, the live stuff can't, can't survive unless you have that, that pro, uh, or sorry, the probiotic stuff can't survive unless you have that prebiotic. So, um, yeah. So prebiotics is basically that fiber, that indigestible fiber that you're not breaking down and it's getting to the colon and it's feeding those gut bugs. Um, so things like bananas, um, apples, artichokes, Mm -hmm. things that are very fibrous, um, asparagus, um, making sure that you're getting that in so that those gut bugs, the probiotics, um, are fed with the probiotics. I feel like people don't Um, talk about that part. They're just like, yeah, no, and you're good. If you, if you take the probiotic and you've got no fiber in your diet and you're, you, you know, you're not eating a lot of, um, diversity stuff, then nothing's really wasting. <laughs> yeah. Those little gut bugs are going to die anyway. So, um, really making sure that you're getting both of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
hydration. So staying hydrated is super, super important. I usually go by, um, you know, half your body weight in ounces is a great um, way to, to try to stay on track there. Um, What else? Um, You know, I, something I, I also see a lot is um, women who have been on birth control for a really long time. Mm, Um, All of us. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, birth control wasn't necessarily created to be on for decades, but yet we are on it for decades. Um, And Mm -hmm. something that your doctor probably will never tell you is that it does deplete nutrients. So it's depleting zinc and um, B vitamins and selenium and really important key nutrients um, for your gut and for your hormone health. Um, so taking a multivitamin, if you've been on birth control for a long time, if you're on it, um, supporting your, your gut and your hormones, um, through again, variety of, of foods, but, but sometimes taking supplement, um, can, can be beneficial. Okay. Um, and when I'm saying supplements also keynote is I always tell my clients, do not go buy your supplements where you buy toilet paper. So don't go buy them from CVS. Don't go buy them from, you know, even whole foods. Mm -hmm. Um, it's quality matters when it comes to supplements. Right. Um, for sure. So talk to, you know, I'm, I'm happy to suggest some, um, if anyone wants to reach out to me, but, um, companies that are high quality companies, um, that the, the nutrients is coming from, um, a good source that you can absorb and utilize. And so you're not just peeing out this, this waste of money. (laughs) Right. Right. Going back really quickly to the probiotics. So obviously finding a daily supplement is a really good option, but what are your thoughts on like the fermented foods, like kombucha, kimchi, even like I don't need like yogurts and stuff like that with like live cultures. What is the difference there? So if you get, um, I, so a couple of things. So probiotics, um, are, there's certain brands that I love. There's something, um, one called Megaspore that I, I love that probiotic. It's a spore based mm-hmm. probiotic. So a lot of the probiotics that you find, um, on the shelf that you would buy don't actually survive the GI tract and get to where they need to go and to Mm -hmm. do anything beneficial. This spore-based one, um, studies have shown that it does. So it gets to where it it needs to go um, and it can change that diversity in the gut um, very, pretty quickly. So I see really good results with this probiotic. So supplementation um, is great, but Yes, if you can eat fermented foods and you like kimchi and um, you know yogurt, if you're eating dairy and um, all, all these kinds of fermented foods, absolutely add them into the diet. I think they are um, great. And and again, it's about variety. So if you're eating those foods and you feel like you also need a, a probiotic um, supplement, you can do both. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Um, okay. again, it's just the diversity of getting the different kinds of, um, gut bugs, the good stuff in there so that the bad stuff doesn't have the opportunity to grow. Right. Right. Okay. And then I know like so many people that I feel like it's like celebrities that you see, or like influencers that don't have an educated background like you do that will just be like, well, I'm going gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, everything free. Like, I don't know what they are eating, just large gusts of wind, but (laughs) thoughts on that. Yes. So there is, okay. First of all, I always like to focus on what you can eat instead of what you can't eat. Right. Um, again, I just spent some time talking about things that you can do to implement, um, to get more, you know, for, for your gut. So, um, always, it's always good to focus on what you can do and what you should be doing rather than what you can't do and what you should eliminate. Um, that's just a good way to go about, um, being healthy. Mm -hmm. So that's one. And two is, there is a time and place for cutting things out, um, but it's not necessary all the time. So cutting out, like if, if there's anything that's telling you to cut out a, a whole food group, um, be like, whoa, 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 what's going on? Like ask some questions here because yeah. um, that just is, doesn't seem right. Um, right. So, so yeah, so gluten and dairy 
are, I do see people sensitive to them when they're having gut issues and sometimes cutting them out for a little bit Why we fix the root cause of what's going on is beneficial because sometimes it's creating more inflammation. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not something that you need to eliminate forever. So I never, I never suggest eliminating, um, those things unless we're doing it for a little bit and then we're going to reintroduce them. Yeah. Um, so don't listen to those influencers. Um, if you find that you feel better when you, uh, take out those foods, there's a good chance that there's more going on and that you should work with somebody to figure that out. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's such a thing. I mean, I get annoyed seeing people on like Instagram posting workouts with like improper form and, you know, it's the same thing when you see people that are like, I'm a health coach or just an influencer and, trying to give nutrition advice, but yeah, there's, um, there's a prenatal, well, there's a prenatal on the market that I really love, um, for, for my clients. And I actually suggest it sometimes for, as a multivitamin, it's Mm -hmm. developed by a dietitian and it's, it's really great. Um, but there's another one on the market that, um, influencers often to tell people to take and a lot yes. of my clients are taking it and they're always like well you know like blah blah it looks so great and blah blah and I'm like well there's some red flags who is telling you to take this right you know is it is it a reputable source or is it just someone like getting paid to tell you to take this and it looks pretty right um so is it ritual question <laughs> yeah it's it's ritual okay. um, I mean it's fine we can just call it out fine. Um, it's not the worst one I've seen on the market for sure, but there's yeah. definitely better ones and there's some red flags on it. And it's, um, for, for example, like the pills are in a clear bottle and they're clear and oxidative stress is a thing. So when your nutrients that you're taking, um, gets like sunlight and gets sun exposure, um, it can make it so it's not good. It's rancid. So, right. um, actually so the, the supplements that come in darker bottles it's for a reason yeah um so there's just some little things and um the amounts of things um you know that there's better stuff out there but you know a lot of people are taking it because it looks pretty and it's right and my influencer told me to take it so right. always question um the information you know where is it coming from um if it sounds you know if it's telling you not just supplements but like diet stuff if it's telling you to cut out big food groups if it's you know, any, anything that's just, just question, just yeah. question. <laughs> I feel like, especially and like, it's not to call it the company. Like I am sure it's not the worst thing that you can get your hands on, but no, it's definitely not. Like, There's a lot worse, but um, yeah, it's yeah. just, I feel like it's such a thing. Like we are just bombarded with that information on social, on podcasts, whatever for everything. And it really is true. It's like toothbrushes, supplements. Yeah. But yeah, just like doing your research and questioning it. But okay, this brings me I want to do it doesn't have to be like a rapid fire round, but you don't have to get like so deep into it. But I want to go through a couple of popular nutrition or diet trends and get your input as a professional. Okay, Mm -hmm. so let's start I think on a positive note. Um, at least in my own opinion, <laughs> maybe I'm bringing the opinions there, but um, mindful eating and like, yeah. I guess what that means to you, thoughts. Yeah, mindful eating is great. So um, I think that I touched on this too when I said, you know, really taking your time to like sit down and enjoy a meal instead of on the go. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that that gut and brain connection, um, there's something called the vagus nerve that connects connects your brain and your gut Mm -hmm. um, and really being mindful and taking that time to sort of slow down and what you're eating is not just helpful in, in recognizing like, you know, the foods that you're eating and, and how they make you feel, but also that brain gut gut connection of, are you full? How does this, you know, are you, are you in a stress state? Are you entering this parasympathetic state where you're nice and relaxed so you can, you know, digest Mm -hmm. properly? Um, So being mindful of how you eat, of what you're eating, of how this food is making you feel. Um, Do you feel guilt around this food? Why are you feeling that way? Do you feel good after you eat it? So um, mindfulness is so such a huge topic. um, But I do think that um, it's it's a great thing to incorporate um, for sure. Yeah, definitely. 
Okay, now this one I feel like is sweeping the nation in. I'm not going to say anything else. Just keto. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> keto was developed for epilepsy. I'll just say that. So um, yep. there's a time and place for keto. Uh, but again, I see you are missing out on so much if you are eating a ketogenic diet. Um, not only that, it can be harmful for your kidney um, and your liver and, and other organs and um you're probably not getting enough fiber if you're eating really, really high fat all the time. And you're mm -hmm. sort of afraid of starchy vegetables, which have some benefits to them. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's, um, I would, unless you're epilep, you have epilepsy, I would um, probably stay away from keto. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like you see so many people do it because it's such like a fad and a trend. Yeah. It's a fad. And I think like, like anything, like, so if you're, sometimes you see results, um, in the beginning of these things. And right. so people are like, oh yeah. And, and tell all your friends because it's great. And I lost weight and I feel great and I have energy. Um, but is it sustainable? Is it long-term? Is it really healthy? Is it like, are you getting what you actually need? Is it healthy for, um, maybe you're losing weight, but is it healthy for your gut health? Is it healthy for right. your hormone health? Is it, um, so there's so much more to just like, oh, I see these results like right away and, and blah, blah, blah. Like, again diving diving deeper what is the big issue and are you addressing that yeah and I feel like if you're seeing results that quickly they're probably not going to be sustainable and you might want to be questioning of like why are you rapidly losing weight yeah like and, are you losing water weight are you losing fat mass yeah. like are you losing muscle mass like right. what, are, what are you losing so yeah and absolutely. Like, I definitely see so many problems even just like from the other side of being like a personal trainer and kind of like, I feel like people talk to me a lot about like, I'm doing this diet, blah, 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 even though I'm not someone that needs to be <laughs> telling them what they should be eating or not. But um, like, I feel like because it's so popular now, there are so many like food companies that are like advertising these like zero sugar things or people are doing it just eating so much like bacon and butter to get those fat numbers up there when like, and you're like, wow, wait, wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and no, like yeah. just killing people's relationships with food because then there's, if, especially if they're doing keto for so long, I mean, talk about having guilt surrounded by like surrounding oh, your diet. Yeah. Because you're so afraid of carbs. I'm like, yeah. carbs get a bad enough rep as it is. They don't need the I keto know. diet. I know. I know. Yeah. anymore. <laughs> No, no. Yeah. And actually what you just said about like labels saying like zero sugar and stuff like that, that's another thing for gut health is like, okay, something could be like zero sugar, um, you know, even like a, whatever it is. Um, but if it tastes sweet, there's something else in it. So looking at labels, artificial sweeteners or, or sugar alcohols, super disruptive to the gut, yeah. um, inflammatory and can, can cause some digestive issues. Um, so reading labels and just staying away from those like artificial sweeteners, you know, those, those right. pink and blue packages that you see of those, those sweeteners, that's yes. really not good for gut health. So, um, that's another one. Good to know. Good to know. Yes. Okay. Next one. Um, the South beach diet. Um, again, like just not, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just hard like, pass. <laughs> yeah. They're all like, it's all the same, same stuff to me. So like be cautious of like these, you're, you're, they're, they're all like, I don't know, just diet, diets in general. <laughs> just like, I just don't, I'm not on board with them. Like there's, <sighs> you, you have to eat a variety of foods. You have to eat, um, eat for enjoyment. You eat like eating yep. is so, com it's such a complex thing. It's like emotions and joy and um, mm -hmm. no one should take that away from you. Like the joy of food, of, of eating. Right. If you have to count calories, if you have, if your if your food is numbers now and you are, you have to weigh your food, um, counting macros, all that stuff. Like I've got, I've got sort of some issues with all of that stuff. Yeah. Like, aren't we just a little too busy for that? I feel yeah. like we're busy enough. We don't need to add that into our day. Yeah. I, um, I was actually on a podcast for this this was a while ago, probably a couple mm -hmm. of years ago, but for this, um, 
group that is macro counting they asked me to go on and like it was like and I don't I don't I've never thought like right. counting your macros you're like I'm gonna idea. break your hearts right here but yeah so um but I just whatever I was on it so I I followed them on social media and the other day it was a couple of weeks ago they posted something like um if you are sick of counting your macros and like weighing your stuff just do it once and then eat the same thing every day for um that week that you're sick of it and I was like oh god I have to say something like this is the worst advice that you're giving like this is a group of women who like are looking up to you like you're it's a weight loss group and no eating the same thing over and over again like one where's the joy in that two right if we're talking about gut diversity and like all this stuff like that's an awful idea it's just not good so um I don't know. I, I find if I, if I see those kind of that kind of advice, like on social media, I feel like it's my duty to be like, <laughs> right. You're like, everybody <laughs> look at this comment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. I know it's tough. And I feel like I've been there. I mean, before it was a couple years ago, but I feel like that was what, okay, this is what fitness is. You meal prep all of your meals so then by the end of the week you're eating these like really bland dry like not fresh meals at all you've eaten the same thing for your lunch and dinner and you're miserable and that's it that's how it is to be fit (laughs) like just yeah it's no way to live no and that's not the message like your food should be delicious and like you should be able to enjoy a cookie if you want you like like there's so much to eating and you can be healthy and have a healthy gut and the healthy hormones um and not have to restrict or feel bad about certain foods it's all about totally. how you're eating what you're eating when you're eating um and finding those root causes of of your symptoms really um yeah. and that's really the bottom line of, of all of it so if if you're feeling like you have to go on this like diet to feel your best or lose weight or something like that, please reach out. <laughs> yeah. <don't. laughs> I know. And I feel like it really is a slippery slope, especially like you were saying with the weighing your food and being so restricted with your macros and everything. Like it's okay to have weight loss goals, but I think that can be a really slippery slope into some disordered eating, even if it's not what you think a eating disorder is like it's not yeah just you know those really scary pictures of like dangerous dangerous anorexia that you saw in your health textbooks or you know right whatever 100 percent, 100 percent. and i think um also with the gut health stuff i see a symptom could be weight gain and like not being able to lose weight and sometimes that's the only symptom. So you're not, you know, you might not think that you need help with, with your, with your gut and like balancing your gut. Um, but you can't lose the weight, but you have no other like GI symptoms. Right. Um, but sometimes that alone tells me that there's an imbalance and, and, and testing can show different things. I just had a lab that I was going over yesterday. Um, she has weight gain and she like, can't lose the weight. She's really been struggling to, to find that feel good weight. Um, and she wasn't really into the, to the lab testing, but I suggested, we suggested we just do it anyway. And we found really, really high levels of candida. So she had an overgrowth of yeast, um, which is causing like, you know, this bloat and digestion, um, Mm -hmm. stuff that she just isn't even realizing is happening. So, um, now we have targeted things that we can do. And once we target those things, I promise you this, you know, this weight does come off and, um, much more easily than like trying to starve yourself or right. cut out cut out food groups. So um, sometimes that feel good weight just happens. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll just kind of like breeze over the last two because I feel okay, like because I answers- talk too much. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, the answers are exactly what I was hoping <laughs> they would be. <laughs> because I feel like I've even listened to some podcasts with like really well known nutritionists or dietitians that like have books on like eating keto and like they eat keto for their entire life and eat keto and do like intermittent fasting and stuff like that. And it almost kind of makes you feel bad when you hear like a very like a reputable source talk about, oh, well, I don't eat these things and I only eat during these times. And I feel like yeah. it really just. Yeah. I mean, there's, messages. there yeah, there's all kinds of dietitians out there. So you can find a dietitian who believes in keto. You can find a dietitian who believes 
in Weight Watcher is. You know, you can yeah. find you can find what you're looking for basically. Um, my biggest thing is that I'm an integrative functional medicine dietitian, so I am looking for root cause always. There's yeah, always a I bigger love. picture. Yeah, there's always a why. There's always a bigger picture. Um, if you you know go to your doctor and you're just not getting the answers, um, find a functional practitioner because we have the answers. We will dig until we find the answers. Um, we don't cover things up with medicine. We don't, mm-hmm. um, dismiss, you know, I've had my fair share of my own health things. You, you know, I've had, I've been diagnosed with rosacea and told that I needed to take, um, steroids and get thousands of dollars worth of laser treatment to fix it. And I ended up fixing it with diet and yeah. gut and my, my gut stuff. Um, I've been told, you know, that I had, um, really, really heavy periods and that my breasts were sore all the time. Um, and that I was put on, um, an IUD and it was so bad that I couldn't lay on my stomach. And I went to my doctor and I told her and she said, well, that's not, a uh, that's not like a, um, symptom from the birth control. It can't be the birth control. And I was sitting there telling her it was because I started taking it and I started feeling this way. And so I left, I never saw that doctor again, but then I did my own research and I realized that I had a estrogen dominance. I had a hormone imbalance. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did, uh, something called the Dutch test on myself. I figured out my hormone imbalances. Um, and I fixed it myself by, 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 with functional medicine. So, um, there's always a root cause to your symptoms. Your body Mm -hmm. tells you things for a reason. It's not just, um, it doesn't just happen and, and you shouldn't ever feel dismissed by a doctor or, you know, told that you just take this medicine and it will go away. Um, because that's not how that works. Yeah. And sadly, I feel like a lot of us have had those experiences with doctors. I mean, I was put on birth control when I was 14 because like my periods were so irregular and I was like having all these symptoms. And I mean, I wish that I had like thought for myself a little bit more at that age. I mean, even I mean, you're 14. No one. That's the problem is like the the doctors are great and and conventional medicine is amazing and i'm i'm not putting them down but they're taught medicine so they're taught like oh you have heavy periods here's birth control here's a pill to fix it and that's what they're taught to do right um but to have a balance of both and really yeah and and just but but knowing like the other side of that so um you know and and no one tells you that i think everyone should have a practitioner that like tells you hey there's and also there's side yeah. effects of every medication so like you can be on birth control um and it's fine and they'll never tell you there's bad things that happen but like you know right. there are it depletes nutrients and it's hard on the gut lining and there's all kinds of things that it's doing to your body so um yeah just like i feel like at 14, how could you ever know that? Know. <laughs> you but don't, still. and that's the problem, but um, I know. yeah. Even last year I went to a doctor and I feel like it was like the first time I had really like gone in confidently and was like, I have all these questions and like, I actually want to like have a dialogue and like learn about my body and like ways that I can like fix these certain things that were happening. And she literally laughed at me and told me that I was neurotic. And I was like, I'm really not at all. <laughs> like, no, so that, I'm never that, going back to her again. But no, and that's so funny when you like start to see the other side of things, like the more functional medicine side of things, and then you go to a practitioner. I've dropped a lot of practitioners now because I'll bring up things like nutrition. And if they like, are like, eh, whatever. And like brush it off. I'm like, Oh, you're not the practitioner for me. No. Sorry. Um, and yeah, it's just, um, I think it's a, one of those things, like the more, you know, like you're, you're, you're your own health advocate really. Right. And you have to take what the doctors say with a grain of salt. Like they're not trained this way. They're just not. Um, so yeah, I, I find it even hard with my daughter's pediatrician. Cause I'm like, Oh, yeah. I know too much. Like she was starting to tell me like how to introduce foods, to Poppy and she said something about rice cereal. And I was like, I gotta go. Like, I can't take this advice from you. And then I just step away and be like, okay, she's a pediatrician. She does know right. more about, you know, if Poppy ever got sick or really anything like that, but food advice, I'll just take that and take yeah. what, I, <laughs> what I know and not give my daughter something like rice cereal. <laughs> totally. Which I feel like, you know, if you don't have the background that you have, I feel like so many of my friends that have had their first kids, like that's just like what you're told from your doctor, what you see other people doing. And so you kind of just fall in line. Um, 
So I don't know. I mean, if there's anything that you want to speak to when it comes to baby nutrition, but baby I don't stuff, know. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of stuff. I, um, I'm, I'm certainly not an expert in that's not my like expertise, but just yeah. learning from having my own, um, you know, packaged baby food is not something that I did with Poppy. I never did purees with her or anything like that. I just gave her basically what I was eating in, Mm -hmm. in safe ways that she could um, chew it. So if, if it was like something hard, like a carrot, I just softened it by boiling it a little bit. So um, I just gave her real food because that's what felt natural to me. And it's actually called baby led weaning. That's a real thing. And it's the name for it. And I, silly to me that it has a name because it just feels like the right thing to do but right. um I'm not an expert on baby later weaning but I know a little bit about it just from doing it so if anyone has questions and wants to reach out to me about that or follow me on Instagram and can see what I feed Poppy um yeah I try to post occasionally but um but yeah as far as um rice cereals and, and I can touch on that because I already told you that I, I don't like them yeah. <laughs> um rice has arsenic in it. Um, so to avoid it as much as possible in the beginning of, um, when your baby's starting to eat, um, rice, you know, every now and then here and there is okay, but something like rice cereal giving over and over again, there are some, um, studies that show that there's some arsenic levels in rice. Um, so to avoid that and also something like that, um, just isn't necessary when you can feed them like real, real flavorful right. foods. Right. So I feel like people um, don't the, think that's even an option. Yeah. You know? I think, I think people just think they see pouches and, and packaging things and they're like, Oh, baby food. That's what I do. And you have right. again, stepping back and being like, well, my baby's a person and a human and, and developing taste buds and um, variety and allowing them to be independent and feeding themselves. So I've never spoon fed Poppy. I've given her food on a spoon so she can learn to put a spoon in her mouth, but I've mm-hmm. never force fed her. Um, I've never like, cause being independent and, and allowing them to like sort of pick their own foods and eat as much as they want. If they only yeah. eat a little bit, that's okay. Um, really there's studies that show that that leads to less picky eating later in life also. Um, and I have a husband who's very picky. (laughs) So I try to do my best. You are not catching that. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so, so letting them be independent, choosing, you know, giving them options in front of them, letting them choose what they put in their mouth, um, Mm -hmm. I think is really important on, on that. So, yeah. I love that because I feel like, again, yeah, people think that it's either, okay, I have to buy all these prepackaged things or I have to like be super mom that like buys the fancy puree thing and like makes all these jars of baby food, like that there's no in between there. So yeah, I like- no, I don't, I'm not that fancy. I literally give her what I eat pretty much. So no, um, I love that. Smoothie, she That's has great. some of my smoothie. I last night she had some salmon. Um, so she eats what I eat. And someone actually asked me the other day about um, pouches and I I've never given her a pouch. However, I did find this like pouch company um, that has, you know, there's no fillers or anything like that. I did order a couple because of the reason for variety. So they had like things like bison and things that I just don't make. And I was like, you know, it is important for developing taste buds and, and things um, for, for variety. So I did buy a couple of those that I haven't tried yet, but more so not for like the convenience or the, just because it's like in a pouch and that's what you do, but more for, right. because I was like, well, these aren't things that I make at home. Um, and so if I want her to try it, then that, that's the way to do it. So yeah, totally. No, that's a great point. And I guess just for reference, how old is Poppy? She is uh, 10 months. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I've been feeding her. Um, she was six months when she started to show signs of readiness to eat. So if I'm being interested in food, um, being able to sit up on her own, um, these are all signs. And so, uh, since she was six months, I've been giving her, um, foods that, that I eat. Great. Yeah. Just wanted to throw that in there. So people, you know, weren't just trying to <laughs> feed their like newborn babies. Yes. No, 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 no. Please don't do that. <laughs> Bison and salmon. <laughs> no, please don't do that. <laughs> all right. Um, just for the sake of time, um, and since we're already kind of on the poppy train, um, can you give us a little insight on what it's been like highs and lows, all the realness of being in 2020, being stuck at mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. figuring out being a new mom and 
running your solo business? <laughs> yeah. So, wow, it's been crazy. So um, let's see. Poppy was born in February. So we had literally two, three weeks with her before all of this went down. So mm -hmm. it was like normalcy. You know, we were in the hospital and it was fine. And then we had like a couple visitors at home visiting her. And then it was like lockdown. Like no mm -hmm. one got to meet her. I think the hardest part on that is like no one like people haven't like I have best friends who have never met her and she's yeah. gonna be one in February and like Crazy. I'm like oh, it just it just stinks like they missed out on that whole first year yeah um which yeah so I think that's the hardest part a lot of our family hasn't even met her yet um navigating so as a as a family we've decided not to get childcare because it doesn't feel like fair to to expect to control someone else's life like bringing someone in and, and telling them that they right. can't go out or do whatever and we're pretty careful like we still we get like delivered groceries we don't, we're not going to the grocery store like we're pretty careful mm -hmm. just because we have some family uh, my father-in-law is like high risk we don't want to get him sick we do yeah, see him occasionally sense. um so we've just chose as a family and there's no wrong or right answer but we've chosen a family not to have child care um we both are working from home and i it has been interesting. Man. <laughs> so like, I am not working as much as I want to, like I would be working probably way too much. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I tend to do that, but, um, I am working at every opportunity I get, you know, my husband is great. He takes her, um, when I have clients, it used to be that I'd have a client, then I'd write a follow-up note and right. protocol. And now it's like, I have a client and at nap time, I'm going to do this. And then when Poppy goes to bed, I'm going to finish this protocol and, uh, I'm going to work on marketing here. And, you know, it's been crazy, but I did, um, hire a business coach this year. So oh, that's nice. been beneficial. I redid my website, um, which don't ask me why I wanted to take that on in 2020, but I did, but, um, so I'm still, I'm still moving forward in my business and, um, growing, which is great. And I do think that, uh, you know, with people being home, it, it almost, it was good for business because actually people were paying more attention to, um, their health a little bit, I think, yeah. like wanting to Got stay off the healthy. hamster wheel of just go, 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 you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like slowing down, like, Oh, maybe I do need some help with my digestion with, with talking with a professional. So, um, work has been steady, um, which is good. And, um, but sometimes I was just telling a friend yesterday that like, she was like, I was telling, she wanted to meet up and I was like, well, I have a mm -hmm. client now and, and then client here and client there. And then I'm doing a podcast and I'm glad she's like, wow, you're so busy. I'm like, yeah, remind me when I have childcare, like that I did all of this without it. And I don't right. know how I'm doing it. Like, I'm just kind of on this, like, go, go, go. I think honestly, like my health <laughs> it's probably struggled a little bit like to be honest with you I think As I'm eating on the go all the time and, and not taking my own advice I'm really trying but I think mm -hmm. when it's just it's just hard right now yeah um, and it's a phase it doesn't mean exactly. that it's forever so exactly I like think of like oh man I loved like you know self-care like getting a massage and mm -hmm. just things that we're not doing right now because we're not going anywhere so that's just one thing but um yeah I think um I think once I get the childcare, like after this is over, I'm going to feel like superwoman and be like, well, totally. I can, I can run five businesses. Cause I ran a business <laughs> yeah. and I took care of a 10 month old. So, um, it's been a bit crazy, but I think everyone's having struggle. I'm definitely not alone in that. Um, but yeah, I think having your own business, um, makes things a little more interesting too. Yeah. Looking for yourself. More, more skin in the game too. So yeah, a little stressful in that way. Um, I mean, do you have any tips at all? Like whether it's like a morning routine or like taking a couple minutes to do this or that, like, yeah. So like one thing, um, well, one thing I did is I found you, Amanda. And, um, I, you know, I was really struggling with things that I could do with Poppy outside of the house, having a mm -hmm. routine. Um, and and doing something for myself so i messaged on i put a post on instagram you know when was this back in it was do you like, remember what month it was it was like early summer like yeah or like maybe i don't even know if it was july yet i don't know it was way it was way back but and and poppy was only a few what february march 
what is she three months old four months old she was little um still napping in her stroller which was nice but um (laughs) no and I I thought what is a way to have a little normalcy or a little routine you know so I put a, a social media post and said who who is a personal trainer or someone that wants to do um something fun and you had messaged me and I said I'm looking for someone to do a um stroller friendly workout something that I can bring my baby to you know um Mm -hmm. whatever so you said you would do it you agreed and I'm so thankful for that because it created a routine for us so Mm -hmm. two days a week we were going to a park we were getting out of the house it created a little bit of normalcy It, it allowed me to do something for myself to work out um, Poppy could see other babies and other faces yep. in a safe way. Um, and it created a little community, which like, I think was the, another challenging part of, of this COVID stuff is creating that mom community, you know, new moms. Um, right. it's hard. So, um, it's, it was amazing. Now we're doing it virtually. Um, hopefully we'll pick it back up when it gets nice out again, but I think that, and, um, that really saved me, you know, doing, and, and now like working out from home, um, we got a Peloton. So finding time to, to do that in the day, mm-hmm. um, my skincare routine at night is something that like, I have to do. I'm like, yeah. hey, I've got to moisturize and, yes. you know, now that I'm a mom getting these like mom <laughs> bags under my eyes, but I, my lack of sleep, um, I have to make it up for in, in beauty products. So, um, don't um, we all, I don't even have a kid and I feel like, my bags are just going crazy. So I like treated myself to some fancy like full in products this 2020. Nice. I'm like, all right. Um, but yeah, I think just finding something that feels good to you, um, especially as a new mom, like your life is about somebody else's life now. Like you're not yeah. living your day to day for you. You're living it for someone else. And like, I realized I was always in this like fight or flight. Like I was getting up and like, go, go, go. I was getting up because I heard a cry. I was getting up like, and it wasn't, it wasn't getting up for me anymore. And actually my husband gave me like the morning Mm -hmm. free for my birthday back in November. And I was like, oh my God, this is the first time that I'm like waking up like my terms and I'm doing like, I'm showering and I'm like doing my own routine. And it Mm -hmm. was a reminder to be like this this is important. Like we've got to find some balance here because totally. Um, yeah. So that's my advice is do something for yourself daily. Yeah. Even if it's a little five minutes, I feel like that's like five minutes, so whatever it is. Yeah. Like wash your face and like, whatever, say some mantras in the mirror or something, whatever it is, yeah. do a workout or whatever it is, but um, definitely finding some time for you. Yeah. I love that. Okay. To wrap it up, do you have any podcasts, books, documentaries, anything at all that you are loving right now that you think would be helpful for people? Oh gosh. There's like all kinds of stuff. Um, trying to think I'm like, I'm like in this weird, I'm listening to a lot of like business stuff right now because I'm Mm -hmm. growing my business. So not necessarily health stuff. Um, but there, but yeah, but there are, I mean, there's just so many good, there's a, um, gut healthy guru. I think it is podcast that I like. Um, Mm -hmm. they like interview different people. There was just an interview on the guy who, um, created the GT kombucha. That one was really interesting. Um, but yeah, finding just as far as books, um, I don't know one that like comes to mind. I don't know why, probably because we were just talking about coffee, <laughs> but um, real food for pregnancy. If you're trying to like conceive or um, get your hormones balanced, that's like an amazing book. It's by, written by another um, dietitian called mm-hmm. uh, her name's Lily Nichols. Um, that one just popped up in my head. Um, so yeah, I don't know. There's just so there's so much out there, but it depends, I guess, what you're looking for. Um, but yeah, if you want to ever talk gut health, you can message me. Yeah, I was going to say, hype yourself up. Where can everybody find you? Instagram, website, all the things. Yeah, so um, my new website is um, hubhealthy.com. Mm-hmm. And my Instagram handle is hubhealthyboston. Um, and yeah, I am taking a few new clients right now. Um, so if you are somebody who you know suffers with any sort of symptom and you want to get to the root cause, you want to figure it out, um, you can message me, you can email me, you can 
um, go on my website and set up a time for a complimentary discovery call. So during that call, we just chat about what's going on with you, what are your goals, um, and then I tell you how I can help you. Um, it's totally free, uh, so feel free to do that. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. I love it. All right. Well, yeah. thank you, Tava, so much. This was so much fun. Um, yeah. And I feel like we're just going to have to like have you back on because I feel like there's just so much more that we could talk about. I know. About. I think I just like talked in like just tangents. Like I no, just go off. not so at all. I can try to be more like this is what I'm going to No, not I, at I all. I have so I, much. <laughs> there's so I much. Like I, could, I know. I feel like I could talk about like one, like just the talking about like finding the right healthcare practitioner and like what your doctor right. tells you and all that. Like I could talk about that for an hour and I could talk about hormone health for an hour. I could talk more about that. So like, there's just so much I like to talk about. So sorry yeah. for all of that, but no, um, it's great. No, this was fun. I loved it. Thank you for listening to the build with Brayback podcast. Stay connected on Instagram at Build with Brabeck and our website, www.buildwithbrabeck.com. Show a little love by rating and reviewing, sharing with your friends, and of course, subscribing so you don't ever miss an episode. Until next week, keep on building.